listening to Not Another Origin Story, the podcast that looked out on a sea of movie podcasts and said, there needs to be one more. I'm your host, <laughs> Pokes, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Ben Chapman. If we, if our podcast had posters, I'd want that on it. <laughs> well, maybe we'll make some posters just for me and you. We can hang them up in our respective offices and no one will ever know. Not Another Origin Story, colon, exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> exactly. This is our mini-episode. We just come off hot off the heels of that sweet, sweet film, Alien vs. Predator. Uh, woof. Yeah, still just a bummer. There's not a whole lot I can... The only good part about that movie was some of the jokes that came out of it. And uh, if you guys haven't been checking out the Facebook page, you should go to facebook.com slash naospod. Uh, Ben's been throwing up some images for us. Uh, the ones for Alien vs. Predator I found particularly funny thought he did a great job and sort of points out the absurdity of certain aspects of that film. But yes, for you cross-section of listeners that are somehow listening to our mini-episode but aren't aware of our Facebook page, definitely go check it out. Look, you gotta <laughs> keep plugging it. I gotta just... Each episode, new listener. That's what I'm going off of. I know that's probably not even remotely true, but... Yes, dear listener who's tuning in for this 3.5 mini-sode episode... <laughs> You know what? Good to have you here. New listener, send me a send me a demo reel. You might be replacing Ben because <laughs> I'm real tired of his lip. Wow. Fair enough. Now then, as we all know on the mini episodes, we're going to tell you what movie we're watching next. Uh, this is actually a film that was uh, somewhat suggested by uh, a friend of mine, Mark Ream. He was not a fan of how we handled uh i think the batman episode he's a huge fan of batman so i think he was a little bummed that we we trash talked it so much and he suggested we cover this next film and i thought i think it's a good film to pick we know somebody who we might be able to get on as a guest who's got some strong opinions and uh this film would be the original spider-man starring toby mcguire uh oh my god i just blanked on the guy's name who plays green goblin Oh, yep. yep. It's, it's gone. <laughs> I think there's honestly a psychological phenomenon where if someone says that they've blanked on something, the person now they're speaking to also blanks on it instantly. I've, I've noticed that. It happens a lot because I also don't remember now. Anyhow. Um, on the plus side, you riffing right there, it's Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I was able to think of his name. You're welcome. Uh, this is uh, this Sam Raimi who brought us Evil Dead and uh, Army of Darkness. I know he did tons of other things, but that's all I'm going to talk about. <laughs> Brings us an upbeat, really poppy superhero film that I do not think I've watched in its entirety since it came out. Yeah, it's been a while for me. I, I, I think I maybe watched it again a year or two after it came out, but it's been since then that I've ever seen it. So it's going to be a very uh, interesting, interesting experience to revisit it. Yeah, and I recall not hating it, I remember there being parts of it I, I didn't enjoy, but overall, I think I remember liking the film, so it'll be interesting to see if, if it holds up or if it's going to be sort of an X-Men where it's even worse than I remember. Of course, I didn't like X-Men, but <laughs> the idea, you know, those are about the same time period. Also, to your friend's credit that you mentioned earlier, um, I do feel now that we have gone on to other terrible films, I feel like we were way too harsh on Batman, considering... Uh, I still think it was a clumsy film. I think it was a, at least one of the best uh, 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 adaptations of a hero that we've, we've done so far. Oh, yeah, um, clearly it's the best of the three. Yeah, of the three. So I feel I feel like 
it got undue hate. Because if we did it third, we'd be like, wow, this is... I'm so happy to be doing this movie. <laughs> yeah, after Alien vs. Predator, I probably would have been like, anything's good, I don't care, you know. Even the second Ghost Rider, maybe, I would have been like, it's not no, that bad. I'm don't no. you dare. <laughs> but um, speaking of the Spider-Man, uh, uh, just not to get into too much about it, because we're going to do it as in a whole episode, uh, I do think it's one of the films that succeeded at one of those moments of just absolute universe-perfect ca- casting. I don't mean Spider-Man. Uh, I mean J. Jonah Jameson. Yes. J.K. Simmons, because the only man on the planet who can play I feel J. Like Jonah Jameson. When they when they redid Spider-Man and they did the Amazing Spider-Man, I was bummed that it wasn't just like a memorandum to be like he he just has to play him. He is like pitch perfect the way I've pictured him in the comics, the way they portray him in the cartoons. I was so bummed that they didn't just keep using him because one he's a great actor but he just plays that role so perfect i don't recall do they replace him with someone or do they just not have that character in it i believe that J. Jonah jameson's an amazing spider-man i'm gonna tell you the truth i remember like five things about that movie one of which was <laughs> i didn't like it <laughs> the other thing was listeners the other thing was that i kept waiting for dennis leary to break into the i'm an asshole song and was just constantly let down guys that and i was just like man i wonder how he ends up living underground in demolition man also you know that's that that's a deep pool for our fans of terrible sci-fi films so spider-man this should be an interesting watch we'll see uh, my friend said he saw part of it recently and it was terrible so it'll be interesting to see if we agree yeah it also was a uh a michael keaton moment for to- toby mcguire like after this film he just stopped being in things so yes yeah he did and i don't think he's really come back has he no, I, I don't know why these superhero movies can sometimes be like the death of careers and sometimes not be, but... Uh... I think that one of the issues is, especially if you play the character recurring, it's sort of like, you know, like when they were doing the Harry Potters, those, those movies end up taking place like you film for eight months, you're off for four months, and then they're like, all right, time to start filming the next one. And you're like, oh, I can't really do anything else because there's literally no time for me to act in anything else oh, that's very true yeah but he, but afterwards they always seem to have this like terrible like gap in their career now that they, of course when i say a terrible gap i mean a gap softened by millions of dollars oh yeah yeah they're like <laughs> oh i can't find any work i guess i'll buy an island <laughs> i think maybe it's the uh the sean connery syndrome you know like afterwards people were just like no you're james bond we can't cast you as anything else you're just james bond and he was yeah. in a series of just really bad movies and then you just have to get really old and play a character on uh a nicholas cage film like the rock true great movie so i know we only do comic book movies but can we do the rock sometime yeah the <laughs> other day i was actually like flipping through netflix just looking to see what was up and i started looking at these movies and i'm like god i kind of wish these movies had been comic book movies like the masters of the universe movies on there now oh yeah dolph lundgren like the old conan movies i'm just like i kind of wish these were comic book films i almost feel like on these mini episodes we should just do like things loosely associated with comic books or like (laughs) films based on properties that were eventually printed as comic books because conan has a a long history of comics we could do uh what was it what was the movie called john carter or did they just call it that's what it was called right yeah disney movie that came out about the the war of mars just the worst like pr i've ever seen for a movie like you have a movie about a, 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 like a like a barbarian character like person on Mars and off of some old great serial and you just 
John Carter? Like, I know that's the name of the character, but, I mean... Well, they actually, you know, they changed it. Some Disney exec was like, take out the part about of Mars. And people were just like, wow, that's that's ballsy. Because <laughs> you're just like, John Carter? I don't know, yeah, is it, is it the sequel to Get Carter? Was that a movie? I think I just made that up. It is. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. But it sounds like they just said, hey, let's just name a movie after... Uh, what your accountant's name is yeah like, it, what feels like it should be a documentary you know like the milk like milk the movie about harvey milk you know it's just like usually when a film is just a title like a character's name you're just like well i guess it's a real person like they were alive right? malcolm x you know it's just jfk usually if the film is just a person's name you're like well i guess john carter must have been somebody who got shot he fought yeah. for for rights on mars but if his name was like a cool name you can use it you know you can't can't go with john carter if his name was dax like star spearer you can do that i mean like you guys Pluto Nash. cool yeah <laughs> oh yeah well good point yeah but john carter weird choice weird yeah choice. maybe maybe someday we'll we'll do that because there's some movies that i just saw and i was just like oh my god like the gi joe movies we could do on just like mini episodes just like 20 minutes worth of it's just because all of them are terrible like i didn't find one where i was like oh, i'd love to talk about that movie it sure was good it's easy after we're done with this comic book film podcast with two white guys talking about comic book movies to low low viewer counts <laughs> we'll just move on to general film and get even lower viewer counts for being two white no, guys talking about movies. Maybe maybe we'll up it by the fact that it's like at least now we haven't picked a, sh- a subgenre of films <laughs> so minute in uh, spectrum. Just go out there and Google movie podcasts and just <laughs> barely uh, yeah. guess that list. Oh, there's so many, and so many are not as good as this one. I at least have that yeah. going for me. So many are better, though. Oh, so many. But since this is a mini-episode, or a mini-sode, excuse me, we can go ahead and talk about about just a little brief overview of the very slim comic book news that's out there right now. Uh, The biggest of which is people talking about uh, the new Civil War film, Captain America Civil War, is coming out. For comic book readers, they're well aware of the original Civil War run, which was a very cool idea blown into pretty decent execution to one of the wimpiest endings of all time. Yeah, horrible um, Such a letdown. But what a great concept it was uh, being turned into a film, which has obviously been being built up in the last couple of superhero, Marvel superhero movies that have come out in the last couple of years. There's a lot of hints at it. I mean, I think in Avengers 2, I noticed a lot of like arguments between um, Captain America and Iron Man were, were sort of uh, throwing stuff at each other, really getting in each other's face. I think in Avengers 2, they were disagreeing on ethical things, so I kind of saw them, you know, setting that up, and then there's been... You, know, you Ant- mean the, and... the, like, almost the exact same argument they had in Avengers? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's all been uh, set up, and to that point, some of the promo stuff that has been come out, that has come out officially and or been leaked has shown some of the um, breakdown of of who's on what side, quote unquote. Uh, we're seeing Hawkeye, uh, Captain America, you know, um, uh, Winter Soldier, etc., on you know Cap's side, presumably the side that blindly fights towards some sort of measure of independence, uh, with some loosely political agenda tied to that, hidden under the surface of the writing, and uh, a quote unquote opposite side of Iron Man, uh, Black Panther, Vision. Black Widow and War Machine. Yeah, I feel like Captain America's side is is you know, they've got three robot men. 
I really feel like Captain America's like, well, we got Ant-Man. Yeah. And you're just like, ooh. I, and Falcon. And Captain America. And Winter Soldier, who may or may not be a bad guy. I guess he'll be a good guy. Right. Oh, and Falcon. I forgot you had Falcon. Yeah, so, and <laughs> there, you know, there's already, they've already said, you know, in classic movies in, in this century, you know, there's no way you can keep anything a secret. Somebody on Iron Man's side is a spy. <gasps> Now you would assume it's just probably going to be Black Widow, but who the knows? The spy, the actual spy, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that would that would be. Who would you think? Uh, maybe the lady whose entire job is espionage. <laughs> I don't know. I, there's a couple things that I that I'm, I'm missing here. One is that I don't know. It, it seems odd to bring War Machine back now that he's been gone for kind of a while. From well, he was the in spotlight. Avengers too. Was he? Yeah, and he's part of the new Avengers at the end. The new oh, Avengers right. are. War Wait. Machine, Falcon, just Scarlet like Witch, Vision, Captain America, and Black Widow. I yeah, believe. right, right. Well, that, that's a new lineup for Civil War. Uh, I'm interested. I need to know more. But one thing that has been sort of odd is that um, based on some of the post-credit sequences and some other general chatter about comic book movies, um, apparently it's not going to be a one-to-one to the Civil War story. So it's not going to be about superhero registration. It's more going to be about the uh, accords that everyone keeps talking about in, like, the last two films where they want to, like, govern the way superheroes act to prevent, like... Yeah, I, I think that the basic, like, IMDB story is the Avenger, the new Avengers stop... It's, I think it's they stop an attack, but in the process, they cause, like, billions of dollars worth of damage and... You know, people are, are like collateral damage, and then governments are like, "Well, they need to be held accountable." And, you know, the superheroes are like, "Well, you know, technically, if we hadn't been there, everyone would have died." You know, so I yeah. I think, but I don't know if that's you know, the descriptions exactly. on like IMDb are always sometimes hilarious because they have nothing to do with the actual movie. I'm I, I I'm fine with that departure, frankly, because the big thing about the whole civil war thing in the comics with registration was like, Oh no, my secret identity. But it doesn't feel like any of these people currently popular have a secret identity. No. I mean, Steve they, Rogers is like, I'm not wearing this, this captain America mask ever. Yeah. And there's a museum that has my secret identity. <laughs> like there is a museum exhibit that says my name. Yeah. That I am captain America. Almost I all mean, of the characters don't have masks anymore because they're actors and they, yes. they want their faces to be shown. The only person with, with, with a regular mask on all the time is fucking Iron Man. He's the most obvious identity of all of them. Yeah. And being Tony Stark. War Machine was revealed in Iron Man 2 because he was supposed to be working for the government. They introduce him as Lieutenant Rhodes or whatever when he comes out in War Machine, so everybody knows him. So I totally get the switch. I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, then... it would have been a, a hard sell because really the only character that's going to be... There's only really two characters, I think, that have secret identities in, in Civil War, which would be the introduction of uh, Black Panther yep. and they're introducing Spider-Man. Yeah, the and Spider-Man. Spider yeah. Spider-Man was a big one in the comics. Yeah, so I, I, I'm fine with it. As long as they nail down whatever that nebulous governing concept is and not just call it like, oh, we want <clears throat> to regulate you, I guess. Like, as long as they made that a little more, like, precise, I think that's going to work. Uh, yeah, hopefully just... they'll have they'll have something. I don't know. I, I have faith that it'll be pretty good. I mean, the, the other films have been 
pretty solid, and they've clearly been building towards this for a while. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of the, the, the comics, so I can't imagine... It ends, like, so abruptly with them killing, like, a character that you're like, who who is that they just killed? Yeah. And, and, then and suddenly scene. Captain America, a man who's, like, served through World War II and probably saw hundreds, if not thousands, of, you know, teenagers being brutally murdered... You know, all of a sudden he's like, I didn't think people would die. It's like, really? You didn't think somebody might die? (laughs) Somebody's definitely getting killed during this. But if I'm not mistaken, there was also a scene where it was like Iron Man and and Captain America just like head to head. And like a bunch of civilians came up and were like, no, stop it. And that was yeah. like the end of it. Like there was, it was real heavy-handed. It was just like it, it was not good. And no. they did something which really annoyed me in the writing, which was, you know, they're like, we need to register, like you need to tell us your secret identity and everything. And he's like, let me tell you about some. Like Captain America's like, let me tell you about the Nazis. It's like of all the people in the world who are not going to be like, you know what this is like the nazis because it's not at all they genocided an entire race of people they didn't ask superheroes to be like can you just tell us your your last name so we can make a registry like you're like it's not like they were like you can't own property start wearing these stars also we need you to like go to these camp i was just like to me that really bothered me because i'm like that's such a modern thing like i don't yeah i never have like heard people who are alive during world war ii ever be like these people are just like i never heard somebody say that because i think they're like uh, the Nazis were pretty awful. I don't want to make that comparison until I'm 100% sure. Except for politicians, but they're all douchebags anyways, so... Yeah, no, that's a very good point. It's not so, it's, it's not something people throw around who've actually experienced that kind of uh, uh, a horror. Yeah, and, and Steve Rogers would be the most relevant person, fictitiously, to have... Yeah, uh, to, to have, not to, to address it. that. Yeah, to not say that. And he totally does, because the person writing them was not thinking that way. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. So I, I hope that uh, I hope that they can take in a lot of what happened in the comic and uh, improve upon it, because... You know, I've I, I definitely have seen comic book movies who've actually made changes from the comic book source material that actually worked. So I want to see that happen with Civil War. Are you talking about Aliens vs. Predator? I'm not talking about Aliens vs. Predator. <laughs> oh, the, oh, okay. Antithesis of what I'm talking about. But no, I'm talking about like um, this is sort of a controversial comment. I've had people yell at me before about this, but I thought the ending, just the ending, uh, to the Watchmen film was an improved ending to the story than what happened in the comics. Uh, which, which I, I agree with. And we all know I hate everything. So <laughs> take that into account. I love Watchmen, the comic, but I, I, I thought that, like you said, it, it's a much, the, the ending of the comic is just kind of absurd that there's like an alternate dimension that we think that just has this weird alien in it that dies when it teleports. And so now everybody's going to be like, Ooh, we got to be ready for these, teleporting dead aliens it just seems like such an odd thing yeah they just drop it in and there's no at least not to my knowledge any preliminary foreshadowing of oh there's another universe and it's aliens he just says oh guys bt dubs aliens sign off like it, it, it and then it didn't bother me so much reading the comic originally because you know i enjoy the comics so much that i just you know i was just like oh that's fine um but when i saw the movie and they had you know because in the comic, Dr. Manhattan is working on that, you know, that, that giant generator that's supposed to solve the energy crisis. In fact, the energy crisis is a major theme talked about throughout the whole yes. movie. And so the idea that his solution to that, that's been foreshadowed and been seen and been mentioned, 
becomes a weapon turned against him to convince the world that he's gone rogue is the perfect ending. Well, it also makes more sense because in the comics, he, uh, Ozymandias tries to basically, he knows that the only person who can really stop him is Dr. Manhattan. So he sets up all this other stuff to happen, you know, the people going on talk shows claiming that he, he kills everyone he comes in contact with. And they ba- he basically tries to get Dr. Manhattan to leave the planet so that he can't stop him. And so it does make sense that, like, his perfect goal would be, like, if Dr. Manhattan is ever left on the planet, he's, of course, going to stop anything that he does if he doesn't agree with it. So it would make sense that he would be like, well, I'll make our common enemy Dr. Manhattan, and therefore he'll have to leave, and then he'll never be able to stop me because he can't stay where he is because he's he's been vilified. So the ending I did like in the, in the yeah. movie... The rest of the movie's not great, but... No, there's some good parts to it. Um, the... You're talking about, like, the three-minute-long uh, fuck scene to the really awkward version of Hallelujah? That was so strange. What? And their genitals never line up in any of those That's shots. like three panels. <laughs> That's like, like three panels in the comic. Why was it a five-minute scene with a musical cue? Oh, yeah, it was very jarring. All right, but, uh... we can't... That's a movie... That's, a... that's an episode we gotta cover yes, later on. Yes, that, that's coming, don't um, worry. We'll um... talk about weird... Uh superhero costume fetish sex but there's been a lot of moments where they've diverted from comics in ways that you understand and ways that you absolutely don't don't Uh, yeah i i did not like the the deviation in winter soldier of i didn't like the idea i don't i didn't like the ending of winter soldier i i thought the winter soldier had too little to do with the story in that movie and i was bummed because i really loved that that story arc, even yeah. though like at the time I was pissed when they did it and they were like, it's Bucky. I was like, this is going to be so stupid. Right. But Ed Brubaker is just like a genius. Like, you know, I, after that, since then I've read like everything else he writes because he doesn't really write mainstream comics anymore, but like his, like velvet, uh, fatal, he's just great. And I was kind of bummed when I saw that movie. Cause I was like, wow, the winter soldier for the, for the titular character, he's not in it very much. And mm-hmm. his, he's not really key to the story. Like, it's not like he's in charge of the Hydra units inside S.H.I.E.L.D. Spoilers. You know, he was just sort of marginalized, so that kind of bumped me out. But, you know, it's going to happen. They can't tell a, a year-long comic book story in a, in a film while they're also trying to set up all this backstory. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, are there any other, like, deviations you thought? I, I, I thought this isn't technically a deviation, but it, do you, have you seen Ant-Man yet? I have seen it, yes. Okay, I thought that the the deviation of the idea that uh, Henry Pym was alive during, like, the World War Two Vietnam era, you know, I think that that's where he was around, was at the end of Agent Carter's run as the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., and that's when he was active as Ant-Man, and I thought that was, like, a really well-done way to introduce a character who is pivotal to the Marvel Universe, because, I mean, technically, he's the one who creates Ultron, not Tony Stark. I thought that was a kind of a cool intro. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think there's times where they can make these liberties to make a, um, a, a, a exhaustive story fit into a, you know, one hour, 20 minute time frame, whatever it ends up being. I think they can make really good decisions. Um, I thought the the change in Iron Man, like the idea that he was in the Middle East and all that, I thought that was spectacular. That was a fantastic opening but that was still sort of based on that is basically his origin. Bit, it's just a little he, bit of origin story but it's just in it's his like, origin he's in vietnam yeah it's a setting update but it was yeah. a good setting update it really fit 
That was, yeah, I thought yeah. the way they handled it and the fact that it's like in the comics, he it, it's not his weapon that hurts him. I don't believe in the original origin. He steps on a landmine, I think. Yeah, I don't recall. And, I haven't read the. Assistance. Yeah, I, I can't remember. It's been so long since I've looked at it. But I liked the update that the idea was like he realizes that you know he's the blame for a lot of the issues in in the world because he manufactured these arms that while he had never intended them to go out. I thought that was like a cool change and. I mean, Iron Man's just a great film. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a tough one for me to make fun of. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> we'll we'll, well find someone who hates it. Well, don't it, it'll be hard until I see that scene where Obadiah is on the Segway, and then it'll be easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll uh, gatekeep you you into your your anger. We're we're way off topic now. Always. Well, we're out of topics too, so that's fine. Yeah. Well, there was one thing. That we wanted to mention super fast. Uh, this is a story Ben brought up to me before we started recording that I think needs to be <laughs> it needs to be shared. Uh, for those of you who have never heard of a little f- film called The Room, uh, pause the podcast right now. Just Google, find the trailer, and, and just watch it and just absorb it. Uh, and sort of maybe just do a quick cursory like, read-through of the Wikipedia on The Room and who Tommy Wiseau is. But he was interviewed recently, right, Ben? Correct, yeah, he was inter- interviewed recently by Milwaukee Magazine, uh, and he, he, uh, he, he made two hilarious comments. The first being, he really liked the Fantastic Four movie, the recent one. Which so. is just one more nail in its coffin. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but he did have some, uh, some criticisms, uh, which he didn't name, of course, because he's a manic weirdo. And, but he did say to the interviewer that he would have loved to have gotten a call about that movie and he had some uh, and he had some ideas of his own about how to do a Fantastic Four movie which is just the biggest missed opportunity of my entire life I think oh god I mean could you imagine how great it would have been and how many scenes would have started with like Reed Richards being like oh hi Doctor Doom you know just like <laughs> you're that. tearing me apart Doctor Doom <laughs> Oh, it would have been so good because you know he would have cast himself as Doctor Doom probably <laughs> yeah. which would have been great because he is like a vampire person like he is just a weird looking human being i it would have been spectacular reed i mean richards. honestly he reed couldn't reed. have been worse than the guy in the movie so. <laughs> reed richards you you're the reason your friends are these twisted horror figures that you created i did not <laughs> oh, if you guys have not seen the room i recommend if you like bad movies it's the pinnacle you gotta you gotta get through like the most sex scenes i've ever seen in oh. the film crammed into the first 25 Jeez. minutes but once you get past those it is just a brilliant film of the most awkward human beings trying to exist in a room it's great so that is hilarious i i would love to see somewhere like there's you know there's that theory in physics where it's like there's probably alternate realities like right i want to live in the reality where tommy wiseau is like making all the marvel movies i just want to <laughs> i yeah. just want to visit there get a big box set and just come back here and just really absorb a series of god-awful films <laughs> oh all right well that is it for this episode our mini episode we'll be watching spider-man uh the i forgot to look up what year it was made i think 2002 2002 spider-man toby mcguire kirsten dunst before she said, I really hope they kill Spider-Man in the third movie. J.K. Simmons. when he J.K. Was... Simmons, Willem Dafoe, uh, James Franco. 
That, that was more than you guys should really have expected, since <laughs> I forgot Willem Dafoe's name at the beginning of this episode, because he's not famous or anything. <laughs> uh, as usual, I'll toss up some links, because this film is not available uh, for streaming on Netflix, as far as I know, and I don't. I did not look yet to see if it's available, if you have Amazon Prime, but we'll toss up the links on Facebook.com, NAOS, or we'll slash NAOSpod, if you would like to buy them or rent them through those links, it would be awesome. Uh, it would help me and Ben make up the money we paid to get these sweet microphones we have. Sounds great. Uh, you can also leave comments. Uh, we picked a movie based on a, a friend of mine making a comment that he wanted us to do it. So if there's a film you want to see us do, post now and, and let us know. You can, of course, follow uh, Ben on Twitter at the Disco Pony. That's correct. <laughs> uh, it's good that you could tell that the the raise the pitch of my voice meant I'm not sure. That was I, that was a confidence pitch. That's the yeah. you, you go there when you're confident about something. <laughs> exactly. I always forget if the is in it. Uh you can follow me on uh Instagram and Twitter. It's at its pogues. And uh that's it. Mm-hmm. Swing by, leave us some comments, and we'll see you back here in a week to watch Spider-Man. That's it, I guess. I got nothing. I was going somewhere with this, and I just completely forgot what I was talking. Can you... Consummate professional. <laughs> Perfect. Can you imagine Tommy Wiseau directing a scene with the Invisible Woman in a sex scene? Oh, God, because then it would just be, like, all shots of his ass grinding. I'm going to leave you with that note. <laughs> <laughs>